welcome to the 95th episode of I Wrote This News. Today is Friday, April 15, 2022. It's Good Friday and U.S. Tax Day. Anyway, here's some news for you. Story number one, Texas Governor Abbott calls eight ball in corner pocket. Florida Governor DeSantis says not so fast. A bus from Texas arrived in Washington, D.C. Wednesday morning transporting dozens of illegal immigrants as part of Texas Governor Greg Abbott's new plan to counter federal immigration policies during an ongoing border crisis. Abbott announced last week that he was directing the Texas Division of Emergency Management to transport migrants released from federal custody in Texas to the nation's capital and other locations outside his state. The bus pulled up at approximately 8 a.m. local time, blocks away from the U.S. Capitol building. Fox News reports that they came from the Del Rio sector in Texas. After coming to the U.S. from Colombia, Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. In a lovely twist, the migrants said that they are planning to head down to Miami, Florida, likely by train. However, Republican Florida Governor and Ballard stand in Ron DeSantis is taking issue with the fact that the migrants are planning to head to the Sunshine State, with his executive office issuing a clear message, do not come. The executive office of the governor of Florida issued a statement saying, quote, to those who have entered the country illegally, Fair warning, do not come to Florida. Life will not be easy for you, because we are obligated to uphold the immigration laws of this country, even if our federal government and other states won't. At least five of the migrants said that they had arrived at the border on Syria and had requested asylum. Once migrants are processed by federal authorities and released from custody, they're allowed to move throughout the country while they go through immigration court proceedings. An immigration judge will ultimately decide if they are allowed to remain in the U.S. or be deported. The DeSantis statement continued, quote, Florida is not a sanctuary state, and our social programs are designed to serve the citizens of our state. The governor will protect the sovereignty of the state of Florida. Both Abbott and DeSantis claim to be Christians. As such, they might want to refresh their memories about their faith by checking out the last half of Matthew chapter 25. That's the one in which Jesus says that however one treats strangers, and by this scripture means foreigners, that's how one is treating Jesus himself. Not only that, but Jesus seems to say that the way we treat others, the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the poor, the sick, the imprisoned, is a key factor in our standing before God. Check it out, straight from the source. This is Jesus talking. Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat, I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in, I needed clothes and you did not clothe me, I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison, and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Now listen again to what DeSantis has to say about Florida's approach to taking care of people. Quote, Florida is not a sanctuary state, and our social programs are designed to serve the citizens of our state. The governor will protect the sovereignty of the state of Florida. Maybe we should take up collection for graham crackers, marshmallows, and chocolate bars. Governor DeSantis may wind up in a great place more making place for the rest of eternity. Story number two, you don't need a Costello to holler, hey, Abbott. As just noted, Abbott shipped migrants out of Texas and onto D.C. Tweeting about his clever plan, Abbott said, quote, Biden refuses to come see the mess he's made at the border. So Texas is bringing the border to him. But back in Texas, the Republican governor was the one being blamed by local officials and business leaders for creating the latest border chaos. In addition to transporting migrants to Washington, the governor announced last week that he had ordered the Texas Department of Public Safety to begin enhanced public safety inspections for commercial vehicles entering Texas from Mexico. This was all part of what the governor's office described as, quote, 
the first in a series of aggressive actions by the state of Texas to secure the border in the wake of President Biden's decision to end Title 42 expulsions. Title 42 refers to an emergency public health order that has allowed authorities to turn away most migrants at the border since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Department of Homeland Security has said it is bracing for a likely surge in illegal migration at the southern border, ahead of the Biden administration's plan to lift Title 42 restrictions next month. While Abbott explained that the enhanced inspections were intended to prevent a significant rise in cartel-facilitated smuggling via unsafe vehicles upon the end of Title 42 expulsions, he warned that it would likely dramatically slow traffic across the border, prompting immediate concerns for truckers, business leaders, and local officials about the economic impact of this new directive. According to the Texas Center for Border Economic and Enterprise Development at Texas A&M International University, nearly $442 billion in trade between the U.S. and Mexico flowed through international ports of entry in Texas in 2021. One week later, those concerns appear to have been warranted. On Tuesday, U.S. Customs and Border Protection released a fact sheet stating that unnecessary inspections being conducted by the Texas Department of Public Safety at the order of the governor of Texas were causing lengthy delays for trucks along the Texas-Mexico border, with wait times at some border crossings exceeding five hours and commercial traffic dropping by as much as 60%. Nice work, Governor. April 15th is the 105th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. 260 days remain until the end of the year. Today is also Day of the Sun in North Korea, Jackie Robinson Day in the US, World Day of Culture, and, at least this year, Good Friday. Now it's time for On This Date in History. On this date in 1071, Bari, the last Byzantine possession in southern Italy, is surrendered to Robert Giscard, a Norman adventurer who was Count and then Duke of Apulia and Calabria, Duke of Sicily, and briefly Prince of Benevento before returning the title to the papacy. 1755, Samuel Johnson's A Dictionary of the English Languages published in London. Johnson took seven years to complete the work, although he had claimed he could finish it in three. He did so single-handedly, with only clerical assistance to copy the illustrative quotations that he had marked in books. It is among the most influential dictionaries in the history of the English language. 1865, President Abraham Lincoln dies after being shot the previous evening by actor John Wilkes Booth. Vice President Andrew Johnson becomes president upon Lincoln's death. 1865, President Abraham Lincoln dies after being shot the previous evening by actor John Wilkes Booth, a member of the prominent 19th-century Booth theatrical family from Maryland. He was a noted actor who was also a Confederate sympathizer. Denouncing President Lincoln, he lamented the recent abolition of slavery in the United States. Originally, Booth and his small group of conspirators had plotted to kidnap Lincoln, and they later agreed to murder him as well as Vice President Andrew Johnson and Secretary of State William H. Seward, likewise to aid the Confederate cause. Although its Army of Northern Virginia, commanded by General Robert E. Lee, had surrendered to the Union Army four days earlier, Booth believed that the Civil War remained unresolved because the Confederate Army of General Joseph E. Johnston continued fighting. 1947, Jackie Robinson debuts for the Brooklyn Dodgers, breaking baseball's color line. When the Dodgers signed Robinson, it heralded the end of racial segregation in professional baseball that had relegated black players to the Negro League since the 1880s. Robinson was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1962. Celebrating birthdays today are screenwriter Linda Bloodworth Thomason, actress Amy Wright, astronaut Marcia Evans, actress Emma Thompson, singer Chris Stapleton, actor Seth Rogen, and actress Emma Watson. Happy birthday to all of them, and if your birthday is today, a very happy birthday to you as well. By the way, if you or someone you know is having a birthday and would like us to announce it on the show, leave us a voice message or send an email. The links are in the show notes. Today's news was brought to us by Fox News, CNN, The Bible, Yahoo News, and the website that I'd take with me for eternity, Wikipedia.
If you have a comment or a question about anything you've heard today, or if you have a suggestion, please send us a note at I wrote this news. All one word, at thatradioshow.com. That email address one more time is I wrote this news, all one word, at thatradioshow.com. One more thing, if this podcast sounds a little funny, that's because it's also an experiment. All of the vocals were generated using AI technology. Hopefully the show will sound different and better as the tech improves and as we improve at using it. I'm Bob Meese, hoping you have an amazing day. We'll get together again soon.